You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. And we are live for week four. Cash the ticket. Great to have you guys with us. Really, really excited. Um, I've put a lot of time into this this week, and I have to tell you, I think Saturday and Sunday are both incredibly difficult. We welcome in Mike Sullivan, who's to my left. Uh, Let's go back before we go forward. A couple of house cleaning notes. Um, A, shout out to me, five and two in the NFL, money line winner. Uh, with the Lions, money line winner with the Colts, money line winner with the Dirty Birds. Even got you to Broncos two and a half, where you got to sit back and chillax late in there. Well, listen, oh, yeah. once, once the uh, lunacy with the two point conversion happened, you knew sure. you were golden, minus an absolute disaster. Uh, also, straight up touchdown, ho hum. You know, no big deal or anything. Touchdown underdog, straight up winner Saturday. Uh, although one and two on the card on the weekend, but overall, look, man, five and two, winning overall in the year. Big Sunday. I feel good about it. I don't know if people do, but I'm doing the best I can for you. I think it is funny though. You know, Mikey, like we were talking about it. People bitch no matter what, oh, and I know course. it's a great minority of people, but like. How are you going to bag my Steelers pick as if I knew Ben Roethlisberger is going to blow his elbow out? Right. Like, what kind of dead loser? Yeah, you can't loser? predict something like that. I go 5-2 and two on a Sunday, which is better than you out there. And, and me. And, well, Mike, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> I, I just, look, I get it. Guys, bad picks are going to happen. I don't know if you're new to this, but whether you go and it's a bachelor party in Vegas and you're betting, or if you're going to bet over a 17-week haul, if you think anybody on earth is not going to have a bad pick, I, I don't know, man. We're just trying to keep our head above water here and have some fun doing it. But that, that always amazes me with the, the ticket texts or you know talking with Sully about the social media. And it's like, God, just such dicks. Like I don't understand why people are like that. But hey, I mean, what do you need me for? You're all savants. Um, worst pick of the week, tough to decide. I got to be honest. I, Indiana was probably it. I thought Penix would play, didn't. OSU just murdered him. Uh, MIG men on Sunday, just just embarrassing. So look, overall though, five and two on a Sunday. Maybe you popped a few money lines in there. You can't complain. Sully, you did not have a good week. And oh, I, I, I will tell you on to the next. one of my issues with you. You are yeah. a total king, but you didn't play totals. A couple. Oh, I played a couple that I got screwed on. The Army UTSA over a half a point. Mm. It's 44 and a half. That's what we talk and about where it makes it tough. And there was a missed extra point in there. And there was a missed extra point. Um, Cardinals-Ravens, I was surprised that one lost at over 46. 
besides that, yeah, man, just a lot of a lot of brutal losses. I thought um, I didn't hate your Raiders pick. I didn't play it. Maybe the Chiefs are just that good. We're going to talk about yep. their game this week too. I think the numbers odd, but. I don't know. You, you you had some odd ones in there. I cringed when you took MSU minus 14 that, and, and that was half. one I felt strong about, and I just got screwed on that one. My God, that was awful. And then we went head up, and I tried to I tried to tuck you under my wing and go, Michael, please don't do this. Don't do it. And you <laughs> went against my gritty, the Titans? gritty Colts. Yeah. Um, but look, dust yourself off, pay your bookie, and let's move. On to the next, man. On to the next. All right. Mike, I want to start the card. I... Um, I normally like to give a little Thursday candy to our loyal subscribers who get it Thursday, listen to it Thursday. Um, I don't have a strong play on the Thursday night game. I will tell you there are some trends and indicators for Tulane and Houston tonight if you want it. Um, Really pointing towards the under. Um, You're going to have about 15 mile an hour wins tonight. You're also going to have a Tulane team who runs the football a Houston team under Dana Holgerson is one of the slowest pace teams in the country. Um, Tulane's defense is really solid. Uh, I believe the total tonight, Mike, and double check currently, I believe it's at 56. Yep, I was looking at that earlier, actually. A lot of trends lean under. Um, I don't mind Houston in the points, but as I said, those are leans. I don't know that I'm going to get involved with Tulane and Houston tonight, but I always like to give you a little sugar because it's like an addiction for people. Football is back. They love the Thursday night candy. Um, The total's there if you want to comment on it, but a lot of trends do suggest the under in the Thursday night game to kick off our college guard. Yeah, and I I think that the majority of the bets are on Houston in this one. I think that the over-under, though, I don't know. When you look at Houston, their over is fantastic on the road. So it's kind of weird to me that it goes down four and a half points from where it opened at. I would almost lean towards taking some value and and uh, and, and betting on the over, but there's a reason it's going down, so that scares me. Well, and the interesting part, too, I mean, look, you had this thing, it opened at 58, currently back up to 57 I to me. I'd go under there, but yeah. I, I don't. Well, wanna... and it's four unders four and zero oh, the last four meetings with these teams, and also you know the last gonna... fifteen, the favorite is twelve and three against the spread in this uh, this meeting. Yeah, what's going to happen is I'll probably be home tonight and end up live betting this like an idiot. Yeah, um, let's open the real college card though. Friday night, uh, I, I'm really intrigued by this game. Utah laying now currently three and a half, yep. opened up at four. USC at home. Um, Look, USC last week had every opportunity to beat BYU and OT. A couple of bad picks early by uh, Slover, Sly, whatever the hell his name is. Here's the issue. This really comes down to do you believe Utah is a top 10 team? Do you believe they're a top 15 team? Utah hasn't played anybody. I mean, we saw them play BYU opening night. Final score is a little deceptive. USC is, look, they're more tested. Um, USC probably should have won last week. I don't think there's a big fall off. With the quarterback change with uh, Keelan Slovis from JT Daniel, I, I think he he made a couple you know youthful mistakes early in the game, but overall, look, I kind of dig USC home dog. You know, obviously like it at four, better than three and a half. You know, Reggie Bush coming back to the Coliseum. It'll be emotional. There'll be a lot of juice. Future coach back uh, coming as well. Yeah, and and I mean, Mike, look if you're if you're also into things like this, and you know we're big fans of the Action Network because, well, a, I mean, our company did a deal with them, but b, 
I, I liked it before then. That's how I was doing the picks last year. Um, every indicator is saying USC. I mean, you've just got, you know, you've got a touch of reverse line movement here. You've got a steam on it. I, I think you, it's USC or stay away from me. Where are you at with it? USC. I like USC a lot in this one. And partially because Utah just is terrible at covering. They are, especially on the road. They're uh, one in five, by the way, in their last six games overall against the spread. Mm. And it's September. They're 0-5 against the spread. They don't cover, especially early on in the season. I'm, I'm all over USC in this one. Issue for me is Utah's front. I mean, they have one of the best defensive lines in the country. That can really wear on you. And Graham Harrell wants to play fast, USC's offensive coordinator. Now, if they can play fast, tire out Utah's front, they can stay alive. But Graham Harrell's even said it in the media. He's got to be careful with their tempo because he's got a team that isn't used to this. It takes a few years to get your guys conditioned to play at the type of tempo Graham Harrell wants to play. It takes the right kind of players, multiple years of conditioning and off-season programs. And look, it's something to watch. I, I don't do units. I don't yep. do confidence levels. It's either a play or a pass. You're playing USC. I'm playing. I'm going to join you. I'm yes. going to take the three and a half. I'm going to play USC. There's indicators suggesting it. I'm not sure about Utah being that great. Uh, I think it's going to be an emotional, big, you know, a, a lit atmosphere at the Coliseum. I'm going to grab the Trojans here. And if you remember the game last year, by the way, quickly, USC was up 14-0 in that game. Utah Mm. comes back and wins 34-14 after a few fumbles. I think USC is a little more tuned up this year to do something stupid like that. Next game, it's a big one. Michigan takes on Wisconsin out in Madtown. Opened at two and a half. It blew through the key number of three. It's out at three and a half right now. Michigan is an underdog. Uh, about 60% of the bet, 60% of the money on Wisconsin. Mike, for me, it's simple. Jim Harbaugh doesn't win these games. I don't trust Wisconsin in a big spot. Wisconsin hasn't played anybody. You know, the Army game might be polluting my mindset from a Michigan side of things. Um, this is one I'm going to watch. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be at an out-of-town wedding this weekend. There will be lots of Wolverines there. This will be up on the TV. Nice. Um I am not going, I don't bet on unknowns. It's hard enough. But when you try to bet on things that you don't even have evidence of answers, I mean, again, is Zach Charbonneau playing this week? It's swirling in the media, might not. Some people saying no, some people saying yes. Who's playing for Michigan up front? Is Dwumfor back? Is Jeter back? If so, will they play the whole game? Can Runyon play the whole game? Right. For Wisconsin? I don't know if they're any good. You know, they haven't played anyone. So 110 to nothing, it's impressive. I think it's the second time in history since 1980 it's happened. I think South Carolina in 1980 was the other team to do it. Win your first two games, 110 to bagel. But I mean, Mike, I I can't sit here and say I, I lean one way or the other. I could absolutely see Michigan off the bye week, open that offense mm-hmm. up, and we look back and go, wow, the wrong team was favored. The other side could totally see Wisconsin line up and bang. Totally. And just run it, and Michigan soft underbelly uh, gets exposed. I am passing. I'm not playing. Just because it's a big game, guys, it doesn't mean you got to bet it. Crack a beer, relax, plenty of other things to bet on. This is a hard pass for me. Now, I don't trust Michigan at all, and I'm not playing this game. I'm going to pass as well, but Michigan... Harbaugh's last seven road games, they've covered the spread once. 
I there's way too many question marks. I'm staying away from he's this one. 0-6 Especially as an underdog. He's 0-6. Right. He's never even beat. Yeah. That's as, my point. He's um I think in Camp Randall, I God, I'd love to go to Camp Randall. Seems like such a crazy place I to play. You were thinking of going. I was thinking about going, but it just ended up not working out. I had some stuff going on. Um, what's, what's the issue? What's happening? No, as you know, Talk I'm, I'm you know buying a house and whatnot, and I gotta just do some stuff this weekend for that. Um, and miss this game. Oh, I'll still be watching it. No, uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't tra- you know, drive seven hours each way to go. Well, you were late for game to. day uncensored last week. What the hell's the difference? Yeah. Go for two. <laughs> I wish I'm gonna get to Camp Randall one day. Though. That right. jump around looks sick. Um, all right, that's a pass for you as well, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna. This is my favorite game of the week, and it doesn't mean I'm betting more on it. I'm just telling you it's the game. I feel like I'm getting a really good value. Um, there's stats to back it. You're gonna laugh in my face. Western Michigan getting five. At the Dome against Syracuse. And I know what you're going to say. Now, I've had this circled since Monday when the lines came out. But you're looking at a Syracuse team who is coming off, going to Maryland and giving up 60. They come home. They put all their emotion in in the cookie jar to play Clemson. The Dome is sold out for the first time in 20 years. They take on Clemson, and they get physically butchered, 41-6. to Now, the cliche saying, but I absolutely buy it. Like with like with Alabama and with what Clemson's become, when you play them, you actually face them twice. The week you play them and the week after. Mm. Now Syracuse has to pick up the pieces. Physically battered, emotionally spent, and they're going to welcome in a Western Michigan team that has a damn good offense. And you know what I love about this? I, with Western, get not only the better quarterback, I get a completely superior quarterback. Wasink versus DeVito? Are you kidding me? I think Syracuse has one of the 15 or 20 worst quarterbacks in America. And you're going to give me one of those classic Mac overachiever QBs. You're going to give me five, and they're going to go against the defense that the last two weeks has given up 100-plus. I, I don't like, I love the Western Michigan Broncos. Now, don't go crazy. I don't do units. I don't do confidence level. You guys can bitch about it. You can beg about it. I am not a scumbag tout. If you're betting games, set a number and bet them. Bet what gives you a sweat but doesn't hurt you. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to love a game. You're going to go all in. You're going to lose. And it's going to fuck up your whole bankroll. Don't do that. Mm. Just bet the damn game. I love Western with the five, and you know me. You know me. I love my little money lines. Hmm. I think Western is a candidate to Ooh. win this game outright. And I'm going to give you wow. one, more, one more stat. One more stat. I'm taking the points. But I was looking at ESPN's FPI, which I understand normally is a piece of shit. But It's okay. But, but you ready for this? They actually have it where Western should be favored by two. No way. Way really, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you know, Mike, and, and that what a sales pitch you had. I'm going to join you in this because Don't. I can tell how. No, <laughs> when I when I can tell how confident you are, and I know you've done your research on this. Probably you probably done more research on this game than anyone in the when entire country. When did I tell you about this? this? I game. told you about this game Monday yeah, when I texted you and Hatchet. And Early I go, in the week, yeah. Circle this. Well, and and also for some reason Western always plays well against the ACC. They've covered four and one against the spread. Their last five against the ACC. Oh yeah. Um, in Syracuse. After they lose, 
They're one in six against the spread in their last seven games following a straight up loss. Oh, they don't it. really give respond it. well. Give it to me. So sure, I'll join you with that in, in Western <laughs> Michigan and our and our friends on the west side of the state. Give it to me. All right, our next game on the card. I think it's interesting and scary all at once. Washington traveling to Provo to take on BYU. Uh, opened at six and a half. It's at six and a half. Washington, heavy, heavy backing. 75% of the bets, 80% of the money. But it hasn't moved. Here's There's two ways to look at this, Mikey. I, I like Washington, okay? I mean, you're getting Jacob Eason, an NFL quarterback. You're getting a big-time outfit. Washington, not good as a road favorite. You can go do the research if you don't believe me. Yep. But here's the other angle. BYU, you remember a couple years ago when BYU had that killer early schedule and they finished up playing Michigan mm-hmm. at the big house and they just, they had nothing in the tank. They got rolled up on, right? Yep. Look at the start to BYU's season. Think about this. With BYU, you open the season in your bitter rivalry game, the Holy War, okay? That, now, now, look, you, you, you prepped all summer for that game. You take on Utah. Then you travel to Rocky Top to take on Tennessee. Whether they're garbage or not, work with me. That's a big game for BYU. Then you come home and take on ranked USC. And now, all jokes aside, you got to get it up for a fourth straight week to take on a Pac-12 power in Washington. I am a big believer, and I, I know some people go, look, this is, this is gamble speak. You're making something up. When you have these gauntlets, the last game of that gauntlet, there is a chance you just don't have anything left. And I understand the indicator here, the value would suggest yep. BYU. Wilson, their quarterback, is a playmaker. Um, there's a touch of reverse line movement here. Mike, I, I just think if you back Washington, you are backing that BYU at the end of a four-week death march just doesn't have enough, and sure. that this Washington team is the class. Where are you at on this game? I'm the opposite. I like BYU in this one. Um, I just think that they are so good against winning teams covering the spread. Yep. You mentioned Washington on the road. Don't have to reiterate that point, but it's, so, it's very true. If you're telling me that BYU plus six and a half... Um, I, I like them to stay within that number. I really do. I'm not saying they'll win the game outright. I wouldn't pick BYU money line, but six and a half points is enough for me to like BYU. And again, how good they are covering in general, and especially when they play good teams, they're really good at covering. You know, the other note too with Washington, look, they can play their way into playoff contention here. They got to run the table. Um, they had the early loss. They got to run the table and gets this done. I, I think. You playing it? Well, let me give off you one more. I like what I like BYU in this one as well is because in this matchup specifically, yeah. the last six meetings, the home team is six and zero against the spread. I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful. Advantage BYU at home. I'm gonna be careful. I know scared money don't make money. I'm gonna pass. Okay. Um, I just like presenting options. You're going to kick for, yourself if, if uh, I will. Washington, Washington covers. Yeah, I just like I said. Well, no, you know what? Shout out gambling podcasts who don't make picks. <laughs> Right, like it's it's amazing as, as we got into this, and I, I wanted to create this for the listeners, and and people love it. You start per, you know sampling other podcasts out there, and it's like, why do you have a gambling podcast? You're not going to make a pick. 
oh, you think people are going to buy your picks? Well, no. Then I know you're a scumbag tout, and I have no use for you. Like, your job is to talk about the games and put your name behind stuff and just make a pick. Like, that's the deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just funny going through some of these, and you'll you'll start to listen to a pod, kind of want to hear what other people have to say, other ideas, other research, and wait, you're not going to pick anything? Like, at all? I'm just going to sit there and listen? Uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this is one I'm going to pass, okay. but I think there's good info on both sides. The next game, now this game, I'm definitely going to give you a pick. Uh, Auburn travels to College Station to take on Texas A&M. A&M opened as a four-point favorite. It is down to three and a half. No indicators on this. No, no, no trends to note. This is just good old-fashioned. Who do you like? I got to tell you something. Really, really like A and M here. Okay. Um, wow. Look, Bo Nix gets a lot of cred as he should for the Oregon game. But let's face it, Bo Nix is about a fifty percent passer. A uh, and M takes away the run. They are one of the five, six best run defenses in America. They will absolutely stuff you. Their secondary is good. They're getting a couple of guys back this week. Your base, if you're taking Auburn, you are telling me that Auburn's going to be able to go down to College Station, be one-dimensional, probably not be able to run it, and you got to lean on a true freshman quarterback who's a 50% passer. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Here's the other thing. Kellen Mond is a different player at home. Didn't love his performance at Clemson, but keywords at Clemson. Hey, if AM's defense can hang in, only give up 24. Kellen Mond plays better. I just think this is a spot where AM should be able to win this game, win it by a touchdown. Bo Nix is going to be a star. I just don't think it's going to be Saturday. It's an absolute play for me. I love AM minus three and a half. I like the confidence in this. See, I'm staying away from this one. It's too much of a scary game. Yeah, you're for probably me to smarter than me. That's what that is. <laughs> no, but it just I I first saw the spread and I was like, that kind of seems weird to me. But as you you dive into the numbers, you think about the stuff with Bo Nix and whatnot and your quarterback's first two road game, I totally get that point. Um so that's why I'm staying away. I get it, Auburn's covered the three games this year they've played, but I'm staying away. I'm gonna give you one that's the scariest game of the week, and every indicator says take the home dog, but I may not. Now, I, I, I was a chicken shit last week. I, we talked about it. I scratched out the uh, Central Florida game. It opened up at, at, at one number, and then you know they welcomed in Stanford. The number yeah. went way up, and I said, well, I'll pass. They blew the doors off Stanford. Yep. UCF is a power right now. The, this game opened up, and see, this is the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do, which other pods do, and it pisses me off. Like, you get this guy who comes on and he goes, well, I locked in when it opened at <laughs> 9. I and it's like, well, right, but you didn't record until Thursday, so you're... You're, you're picking the number you want. You're telling people you got a number that they have no opportunity to right. get, so what the fuck are we doing here exactly? Like, Central Florida opened up. I was sitting at home Sunday, clicked on my app. It opened up UCF minus 9.5, and, and I went, wow, love it. We don't record till Thursday. So there's no point in me telling you, I locked in at 9.5. Look, here's the spread. It's out to 11.5. It was 12.5 as of last night. You've got, look, Mike, every indicator is telling you take Pitt. My issue with Pittsburgh is their offense blows. I don't know that you can expect to shut UCF down. Now, look, they did a nice job against Penn State, but that game was in the slop, in the pouring rain. I can't buy Pittsburgh keeping it close with UCF unless UCF goes up there and they played a worse game of their life. 
I mean, how many weeks in a row does UCF have to cover before you just say, we got to trust yep. these guys? And by the way, it's going to be sunny and 80 Saturday. I- I'm going to take a chance here. Even okay. though the value's lost, and I'm not going to be that guy who tells you I got it at nine and a half Sunday night sitting on my couch. I didn't, because that's not fair to you. I'm doing this with you guys. I'm taking UCF. I'm going to lay the 11 and a half and plug my nose. And shout out to ESPN. They had the stat. Last year, the game went between 11 and a half and 12 and a half. It ended up with UCF 12 and a half. They beat Pitt by 35. Mm. So I'm just taking UCF here, even though every sensibility in my body tells me that we should be going with Pitt, especially the spread going 12 and a half to 11 and a half, and you've only got 29% of the money on Pitt. But I, I'm going to leap feet first and take UCF. No, I hear you. I'm going to pass on it, though. I think that last week I, I was very confident in Pittsburgh, one of my rare wins last week, and uh, how good they are in the non-conference. But UCF, man, I, I'm not going to—they just keep covering, and I'm not going to bet against them. So I'm just going to pass on this one move on. All right. Uh, game I love. I'm really interested to see it. Okie State getting now five, opened at six against Texas down in Austin. I know, Sully, you'll have thoughts on the total because that's just what you do. Of course. Um, update. It opened at 7. I apologize, guys. It is down to 5.5. This one is dicey, but I will tell you this. Texas's defense is bad. Todd Orlando's defense is bad. Right. And they are missing as many as four defensive starters this weekend, including two in the secondary. The Pokes are explosive offensively. And the redshirt freshman QB, Sanders, I like. Uh, what is it? Chuba Hubbard, the running back. Yep. They're explosive, man. And I think this is one of those games where Texas wins. But the idea that you're given a touchdown, a better part of a TD, in a game that I don't know that Texas is going to get stops, I got a real problem with that. Now, here's the issue. This spread opens at 7. You've only got 31% of the bets and 31% of the money. Yet, the spread's down to five and a half. You're telling me to write people a bet in Okie State here. I've had this circled since early in the week. I don't love this number. I can't justify buying it back to seven. Would love six and a half. Would probably settle for six. Um, I'm going to wait and see on it, but I will tell you for the sake of the pod... (sighs) Unless I get six, I got no, Mike. I it's tough because I don't you, love the no, number. But, but let me just say this: See, this is where I wish I was a scumbag, and I just came on the air and go, "Oh, I locked it in Sunday at seven. But let me say this though, because some people are probably think, "Oh, Mike, come on, it's a half a point." It matters. How many examples do we have to point out week by week where a half a point makes every difference? In so the it, first three it, weeks, I true. have four losses by a half point. Four. So it's just, uh, if you were to right now, it'd be at what though? It would be five and a half. Five and a half. I I just. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I want to see where the line goes. Can I get Um, you on the over? Well, I know you want to talk about the over, and I'm happy to let you do it. It's What is it, 73? It's a 73, and what I love about this is that it hasn't moved at all. Usually people just pound the over in this, and I'm going to go over 73 points. Oklahoma State puts up so many points. Um and what I think is going to happen, Mike, especially because this is a late Saturday night game, what do people do? The public the, the public's going to sit around all Saturday. They're going to have some drinks. They're going to sit on their couch, and they're going to say, oh, this 7.30 game tonight, Texas and Oklahoma State, they like to score. I'm going to bet the O. This line is going to move, so I'm going to lock in right now at 73. Uh, I'm not touching that, and I just want to warn you of one thing. 
remember, Okie State started very slow against Oregon State. Okie State was losing to Tulsa late in the game. I think not late in the game, but let's say mid-third. They didn't get revved up in either of those two games. If they don't start fast, you're going to be up against it needing 73. <laughs> I respect it. I know you love your totals. Yeah. Um, it's Okie State or pass for me. I just don't love the number, and I'm not going to be dishonest with our listeners and tell them I got that number Sunday. Like, I, I don't do that. I'm going to okay. take games the day we play them. It's just dishonest to do it otherwise. Um, next game, Notre Dame traveling to Athens. I can't wait to watch this. Uh, there's talk this is the biggest home game for Georgia non-conference in 30, 40 years. Opened up at 11 and a half. Again, loved it. Now it's out to 14 flat, and I still like it. I don't trust Notre Dame in a big spot. And the last time we saw Notre Dame play a team like this, they were getting emasculated against Clemson. And I think Georgia has a chance to be the best team in America. I don't trust Clemson yet. I don't love what I see from them. Bama is the only other team in consideration for me. Georgia, to me, has the upside to be better than Bama. And Notre Dame is going to travel. They're going to get a ton of, of spotlight on this game. I like Tommy Reese. I'm not being disrespectful, but there's a couple of things that bother me. A, again, the last time I saw Reese against this level of talent, he barely completed 50% of his passes. Mm. Notre Dame losing Jerry Tillery and a couple of other guys on the interior of their line. You are lining up against a Georgia offensive line that is elite elite and you got to go to their place at night and you're going to have to take the hammer again and again and again and again and i i have a hard time believing notre dame isn't going to be playing from a trail position i think you're going to have a hard time with the heat i think you're going to have a hard time with the physicality and georgia to me i think takes saturday night and shows america exactly how good they are i never do this you guys listen i don't take big favorites Mm. once in a while i do but this is one where i just think you are getting a superior team you are getting a team that to me is 20 points better than notre dame and you're laying 14 flat i am taking georgia i'm laying the 14 Mm -hmm. i think they lay the wood to the irish you know how many times in notre dame's last four road games they've covered probably zero zero Um, so I respect that. I, I got to pick my spots here on the college card. I'm going to stay away, though, but I get it. Okay. Um, I want to give you two stat plays, and you guys can do what you want with these. I'm not going to put them on the official card like as mandatory, but I like giving you information, and you guys can make your own decisions. Now, the first one, I'm going to play, um, and, and this is courtesy of ESPN, and I think it's a great stat. The Bear from Game Day put this up. Um, Ole Miss minus two over Cal. Cal's ranked number 23. According to the Bear, the last 25 matchups where a ranked team, ranked 20th or higher, goes on the road as an underdog to an unranked team, the unranked home team has won 21 Mm. of the 25 games. You got a Cal team traveling down to Mississippi in September. You don't know nothing about that heat. Nothing about that. It might be hot in Berkeley. It ain't like this. Ole Miss's defense has played well this year. I think the Cal offense stinks. I, I would, I'm would. i going to play Ole Miss here. I'm going to play the stat. 21-4 if you play this spot with the home team. And short of Ole Miss only winning by a point, you lay the two, you, you might get out alive. It's a trend play. I'm going to play Ole Miss minus two. Okay, I like that one as well. The second one, 
And I am not playing this because it is unwatchable dreck. But it's an interesting stat, and I owe that to you. (laughs) Boston College laying 7.5 to Rutgers. Now, BC is a 21-point favorite, got annihilated by Kansas. Maybe the most shocking game so far of the season. I don't know how BC's favored by 7.5 over anybody. But according to ESPN FPI, which again is usually trash, but you can do what you want. You know what BC should be favored by? What's that? Nothing. It should be a pick'em. You're in essence getting a free seven and a half here if you want to back the Warriors of the Raritan, which I do not. Um, I think these are two dreadful teams, and it's going to be an impossible game to watch. I, I, I cannot back either of them. But from a stat play perspective, you're getting a lot of value on Rutgers if you want it. Your call. That's it. See, I can't, I can't argue that I'm going to stay away, though. I do okay. have a bonus one that I want to give you real quick, give it. Mike. Let's hear it. And I, this is just for you. I know how much you like underdogs, right? I do. Double-digit dog. Oh, God. Play of the week for you. God help me. All right? Old Dominion plus what? 29 against Virginia. Oh, here's we, why. Oh, we need to get you in no, therapy. Here's why. If you're going to bet a team to cover 29 points, guess what my, my number one focus is? That offense better be explosive. That offense better be explosive and put up points. Virginia's offense ranks 112th in the nation on the explosive meter, according to advanced metrics. They're just not. They're not explosive. I think Old Dominion finds a way to stay within that. You're giving me 29 points. Well, and a, t- a team that's four currently 28 and a half. <laughs> oh no! I locked in earlier. I locked in earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I got it. I got it uh, Sunday at the uh, the West Point and or the Westgate. You're giving me an Old Dominion team that's four and one against the spread in their last five non-conference games. I like them to stay within that twenty-nine. Is my double-digit dog play like twenty-eight and a half? If you want to, nah, if we want to, you I'm know, letting you do it. Do it. I'm letting you do um, it. And also, real quick, an over/under play: Wyoming and Tulsa under forty-six points in this one. I was looking at all these trends earlier. Okay. Uh, Wyoming is just, they always go under. Can I give you one that I I shied away from because the number moved, just to cap off the college card? Yeah. Oregon goes to Stanford. They were laying eight, now they're laying ten and a half. 83% of bets, 84% of the money on Oregon. Stanford has been so bad defensively. It should be an easy play here. For some reason, I just have, once it crossed through ten, I'm a little scared, and it cost me money last week. I got scared away by UCF. Am I making a mistake by not playing Oregon? I don't think you're making a mistake by not playing Oregon. I think that it's, dude, you got to, that's the thing with this stuff. You have to draw your line at some point with uh, with the number, especially with how that play, line is moved. You can't just play every favorite that looks good. That's why I focus on underdogs, because I think that's where you're getting your value. I don't know that I'm getting a lot of value here. I mean, is Stanford really just going to go 2-10? and 10? Is Stanford really going to just go and get blown out every week? I, that's tough for me. Could I see Oregon absolutely blowing their doors off? Yes. Mm-hmm. But... Again, I'm passing on it. I'm trying to keep a limited card because i got to be honest, I don't love the college card this week. I don't know how many values there are. Let's go to Sunday in the NFL, my man. Um, Probably no way I can duplicate 5-2 and again, but we'll try. Let's start out with this. Thursday night football, Jags, Titans. Always like to get the people the Thursday night candy. I know a lot of people love betting these games. Jags are getting a point and a half. Um, You know, look, it's an 0-2 home dog on a Thursday night. There's a good angle there. Minshew has not looked overmatched. They probably should have beat the Texans last week. They get Ngakwe back on the defensive line. They get A.J. Boye back in their secondary. Who knows where Jalen Ramsey's head is at. The Titans' offense stinks. The dog traditionally does well on TNF. 
Um, I think if you're going to play it, you do Jags. I don't love the game. I don't even think it'll be remotely watchable. But let's start with that. Yeah, I hear you. I'm going to pass, though, just because I like Tennessee's defense in this one. And, and there's just so much going on in Jacksonville. It's a pass for me on this one. All right, what about the total? Total, King? Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Total is, I'm seeing that the total in some places opened at like 48.5 points. And it is now down to thirty nine. There's just oh too much. God. There's too much movement for me to play that. But if anything, if anything, I actually would go. Uh, I'd go under thirty nine. Oh as crazy as that sounds. T- Titans are two and seven in their last nine games at Jacksonville. The under is, and they're one and three. It, they, the under goes one and three. Their last four games when they're playing away, I would go under. It sounds crazy, but I'm gonna pass overall. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, let's open up the NFL card and rip through these. I think it's a very difficult card. I'm warning you ahead of time. If you guys want to get kooky and play seven games this week like I did last week, your business, but I don't know where you're finding them. Game number one, Green Bay opened at 6.5, out to 7.5, taking on Denver. Uh, it touched eight for a little bit, back down now to seven and a half. Look, if I was going to play it, I would take Green Bay. But man, their offense has been bad. It's been inconsistent. No show week one against Chicago. Only played the first quarter against Minnesota. Denver comes to town. I like their D. I just don't love the number here. Anything over seven, it's a no play for me. I'm going to go under in this one. It's a no play for me for the spread. I do think Denver's a, an, o, an 0-2 team, team that's a little better than the record says. Uh, 43. I'm actually going to go under. I think that, that the Packers offense, I don't expect them just to explode against yeah. Denver. And and the trends, look, the under is 6-0 and in the Broncos' last six road games. It's also 4-1 and in Green Bay's last five games overall. I'm going to go under for this, but no point spread. Under one 43. Of, one of the games I really do like, and no, it's it's not a, a, a fluke, guys. I do like to, to trail teams. I like to follow teams because it gives you a better... Teams you have a feel for, it's good to stick with them. The games they play, not just betting for them, but betting against them. Um, but in this case, I am betting them. Uh, I love Indy this week. Indy, my gritty, gritty Colts, yeah. outright winner last week, gave us the win week one against the Bolts. Um, opened at minus one. It's out to minus one and a half. Atlanta, a big public play here, 62% of the money, uh, excuse me, of the tickets, 66% of the bets. Atlanta's coming off a brutally physical game against the Eagles. If you watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Banged up up front. You're going to take on an indie team whose physicality is their calling card. Atlanta's going to have to go on the road, and they're going to have to just stand up against maybe the best run-blocking offensive line in football. I think Indy, home opener, 
you know, they were on the road the first two weeks. They could be 2-0, should be 2-0. Atlanta, shaky. Let's call it what it is. They were down to a fourth down and needed a borderline miraculous play of Julio Jones on a little smoke screen to uh, go do his thing and win the game. And they tried to give it away anyways. Um, I like Atlanta. I don't like this spot for them. I'm going to take the Colts, lay the one and a half. I just think I the see Colts, it at one. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, all right. Listen, if you're if you're telling me one, great. And again, it probably is going to move a little bit more because sixty. Everyone's on Atlanta. Yep. I, I'm I'm contrarian with it. I think the Colts play rock solid football on both sides. I think you're getting the better coach and Frank Reich. I think you're getting the better front. Uh, no doubt offensively, and if the Colts can just control the top, control the game flow, keep this thing around, you know, a twenty to seventeen kind of deal, knock it in a shootout. I think the Colts just get a huge advantage when this thing gets to the second half because standing up to them for four quarters after what Atlanta had to do against Philly, uh, I, lo- I like the Colts here a lot. Love the Colts. I'm going to join you on that. Colts minus one. Look. If you're Indianapolis, you're one and one right now after two tough road games. You're coming for your home opener. Uh, not even to mention that the Colts have won four of their last five against the Falcons. I'm going to go Indy as well. All right, maybe the best fantasy game of the week and the most fun, enjoyable game of the week. Baltimore travels to KC. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes opened at Chiefs minus six. It's now out to minus six and a half. Uh, what's interesting is forty percent of the bets are Ravens. But 62% of the money yep. is backing the purple. No trends, uh, no, no weird line movement, but I, I'll tell you this. This is a stay away from me. I don't have a read on Baltimore. Now, look, offensively, they look amazing, but who have they played? Miami, who's a collection of dead guys, and then they played Arizona. I don't know what they are. And now they got to go to KC, and it's going to be different for them because they're not going to get to play from ahead. You're going to face a Chiefs offense that's probably going to put pressure on you to do things you don't want to do. Um, Casey's defense stinks. I get that. But the game flow could be different for them. So I'm going to stay away. I look forward to watching it. I don't know if, Sully, you got a total play on it. But this is a pass for me and just a pure entertainment, get me more chicken wings game. I have, I have a play on Baltimore, actually, in this one. I wow. think that, uh, no, I, 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 like, balls on I, I like Baltimore plus six and a half. Look, maybe it's a sucker's bet. People are, are screaming right now, how dare anyone bet against the Chiefs? They keep doing it. They can't do it every single game, guys. I like Baltimore plus six and a half because I. part of the reason is I hate Kansas City's defense. Okay, fair enough. Tough to cover a number when you can't stop somebody. Uh, next game, won't spend a lot of time on it. Cincy traveling to Buffalo, Bills Mafia. Um, opened up minus four and a half. It's out to minus six. Bengals really played up in week one, really looked good, came back the next week against Frisco and decided to lay down and die. I think the the, the easy public move here would just, hey, the Bills are going to throw them through a table like a, like a tailgate, but I'm not touching this. I, I like the Bills. I think they're solid. I don't know that I'm giving away touchdowns against what we do believe are you know, an AFC team that should win six or seven games. It's a pass for me. Yep, I love Josh Josh Allen. Bills are a uh, sneaky playoff team, but I'm not playing this one either. All right, this one we'll spend some time on because, I again, these numbers are becoming a big story in sports. Ugh. New England opened up a 16-point favorite against the Jets. It currently resides at minus 22 and a half. That's insane. Minus 22 and a half. Planet Earth is on the Patriots. 82% of the bets, 82% of the money. Look, I said it to you last week. <sighs> 
the numbers get to a point where you close your eyes and you just take the points. I didn't do it last week. I didn't mess with it. I didn't touch Miami, but we'll get to Miami later in the show. Mike, it's going to hit a point. Vegas is not dumb. Vegas is accounting for some of these things. They're pricing in some of these things. And I will give the Jets this credit. You go into a game with your backup quarterback, it was going to be tough as hell to beat the Browns anyways. Now, I thought they would play better, clearly. Uh, They didn't. But then your backup quarterback breaks his ankle, and now you're stuck with a third-string guy who didn't get to work with the ones all week. I would like to think the Jets could play a little better. And let's face it, their defense plays hard. Their defense should be getting reinforcements this week. I'm not laughing at you if you're taking the 22-and-a-half here. You tell me what you want to do. I'm going to pass because the only play is the Jets for me. Yeah, I I can't play a game like this. 22-and-a-half points is way too much. I know I have the jokingly, half-jokingly, the rule of never betting against the Patriots, and I'm not going to bet against them here, but I'm not going to bet on them. It's just so many points, man. All right, we'll move on. Um, This game, again, this game scares the absolute hell out of me. Lions getting seven and a half. It is now down to six. Ooh. Both the public and the sharp bettors are on this one. 62% of tickets, 64% of the money. The Eagles at six becomes interesting, but here's the problem. Remember how we talked on the college card? I don't bet the unknowns. Who's playing for Philly? I mean, obviously, Deshaun Jackson's probably out, out, is out, dead. Who knows? Alshon Jeffrey, you know, Aguilar was banged up. Dallas Goddard Everyone is banged is. up. Their O-line is banged up. Jason Peters was hobbling around out there. My instinct tells me at six, you take the Eagles. I am staying away from this because I don't know who I'm betting on. And we are recording this Thursday. I'm going to wait till game time to see who's playing, who's not. The value with the Lions was immediately eaten up. I'm not a dishonest scumbag tout. I'm not going to tell you I got Lions seven and a half. (laughs) I'm not going to play things and then not record till Thursday. Um, I just think the value's gone. And if you're taking the favorite, you don't know exactly what you're taking. I'm going to pass on this. Dangerous game. I'd lean towards Lions, but I'm going to pass as well. And I think that the one storyline people keep talking about is Jim Schwartz used to coach the Lions. He knows the defense. But don't forget, guys, Stafford also played for Jim Schwartz. And the last time that Stafford played Schwartz, he went to Philly, and the Lions won. I think it was 24-23. So let's not just remember the, the Bills carrying off Jim Schwartz on Ford Field. Stafford knows Schwartz as well. I would lean Lions, but I'm not I'm not going to go with this one. Next game I have no interest in, and I don't know if Sully does. Oakland travels to Minnesota. Oakland getting 7.5. The spread is now out to 9. Um, Mike, I don't have a play here. I don't love what I see from Kirk Cousins. I don't love what I see from that passing offense in Minnesota. Not comfortable laying a huge number there. And Oakland, let's be honest, after a 10-0 start, they looked unbelievably bad against the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't have a read on this game. I'm staying away. Yeah, I was doing some research on this one. Originally, I really liked Minnesota, but where this point spread has gone out to, I just can't lay nine points, so I'm going to stay away. All right, Dallas-Miami. That's the other big spread that's getting a lot of pub. Dallas laying 21.5. It opened at minus 15.5. Earth is on the Cowboys. Again, it's the same principle as the prior game with the Jets and Pats. If you're going to play, you probably just take the points and close your eyes. I'm not touching this. I'm not sure the market is fully accounted for how bad the Dolphins are. We are looking at a full-blown mutiny that is possible. Mm. You may see spreads entering the 24, 26, 27-point range at some point. Um, Is Dallas good enough to cover this number? Yes. I'm not touching it at 21.5. 
You get me 20 and a half, I would have done it. Anything under 20, I would have done it. Well, guess what? We don't record till Thursday. I don't get those numbers. So I'm staying away. Mike, I literally can't remember a week in the NFL season where there were two games with 20-plus no, points spread. The last never... time it happened was 1987 when the strike was ending. Not even my lifetime. Had, you had regulars versus the fill-in players. It's insane to me. We don't even see weeks where one team is, is a 20-point, you know, 17-point favorite. To have two at over 20, it's wild. I'm just staying away from both of them. Here's what's the wildest game of the week to me. The Giants opened to 6.5-point dogs against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They sit at 6.5-point dogs now. One problem. They bench their starting quarterback, Eli Manning. <laughs> this is a rookie making his debut and the spread doesn't move. Then you factor in 60% of the tickets and 70% of the money are on the New York football Giants with Danny Dimes at quarterback. Now, I am banned from taking the Giants. I took them the first two weeks right. thinking there was value in them as an underdog. They have shown no fight, no ability. Defensively, they are morbid. Here's the question. Is it possible... Daniel Jones, in a debut, is actually better than Eli Manning because that is really what people are betting, and the number ain't moving. I'm banned from taking the Giants, but I sure as hell am not taking Tampa Bay to lay seven. There's something wrong with this line. There's something in the water. I am running away from that game. There's also something wrong with the total. 48 and a half right now. I'm going to go wow. under wow. on this. And, and that's not the easy thing for me to say is Daniel. Have you seen the giant defense? Daniel Jones, week one, you know, first week, he, how can he put up points? I'm not even talking about that. But even you look at Tampa Bay, their defense held San Francisco to just 256 yards in week one, but they had three Jameis Winston picks that contributed to those 31 points. I think they're going to be able to to shut down the Giants' offense overall. This is a number at 48.5 that's probably four or five points too high. I could see a 24-17 type game, but guess what? That equals 41 points. I'm going to go under 48.5. All right. Uh, next game, I actually do have a play, and I do like it, and it's a team I have kind of tailed on here. Um, Carolina travels to Arizona. Arizona opened up a plus two and a half point dog. They are currently a one and a half point favorite. Yes, I loved it when they were a dog. Cam Newton is out. Um, I love Kyler Murray. I am a Kyler Murray fan, and I was really, really encouraged that he held up against that Raven defense on the road. I like what I'm seeing. I wish Cliff Kingsbury would stop playing like such I'm not gonna. I'm you know. I was gonna use a foul word there. I, I <laughs> you can't. It's a podcast. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm just. I'm. I'm angry at Cliff Kingsbury. You're supposed to be Mr. Aggressive. Stop playing like a like 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 a like, like a chicken shit. All right, there. I, I used. I, I used it. <laughs> He's playing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Scared kicking, out kicking there. these field goals from the two yep. yard line. The bottom line is, I think Arizona right now they're fighting. They're playing hard. Uh, Kyler Murray's getting better. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald apparently is just a demon or a witch because he doesn't age. I think Carolina stinks. I think their offense stinks. I got a hard time betting on Will Greer. I like the Cardinals. Lay the one and a half. Give me Kyler Murray. I like the pick, and if anything, I would lean towards that way, but... I'm going to stay away from this. There's games I like better. And, Mike, as you say, you can't play every single game. All right, next game, uh, Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Opened up at 7, down to 6.5. Mason Rudolph, your starting quarterback with the Steelers. Um, look, Frisco opened up week one, did what they needed to do. Defense rose up, got a defensive score. Week two, they bombed the Bengals. Now they come home for the first time all season. They're laying a huge number against the Steelers. Again, if it's a if I were to play it, which I'm not, it would be Steelers uh, or pass. 
Uh, I am passing. I'm not comfortable with Frisco laying the points. I'm also not comfortable. It's a theme, guys, betting the unknown. I don't know Mason Rudolph. I don't know what he can do. I wasn't impressed with his deep ball last week where he underthrew everybody. And I I don't know. Frisco's going to get to go home feeling good about themselves. I don't know the mental state of that Pittsburgh team. They just traded for Minka Fitzpatrick out of the middle of nowhere. I just too many unknowns here, too big of a number. I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm going to stay away as well. I'm going to give you a lean on the over-under, 44 points right now. I would lean to go over on that. That just seems a little low to me, but I'm going to stay away overall. All right, Houston travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers, open to 3.5, down to 3, but a note for you, it is heavily juiced. If you want to play it, it's minus 120, minus 125 in some places. The public is all over the Texans. Um, Look, to me, at a certain point, you got to look at this and wonder and go, man, is Houston just not that good of a football team? Mm -hmm. And they blew it week one. They got lucky week two. They got to go on the road. Chargers, to me, gave the game away against the Lions. It was incredibly sloppy. Um, They are beat up. There is no question. They are depleted. But this is one where... Juice be damned. I feel like the Chargers should beat the Houston Texans. I feel like the Chargers should go home and handle their business here. Um, but I, I am, I, it's a lean, it's not a play. I just wish the Chargers had a better injury report, which they don't. Uh, I just wanted to throw yep. it out there. Yes, I do like a side here, but I'm going to wait and watch that number until Sunday morning, so I can't make that an official play. Well, I wish the Chargers actually had somewhat of a home field advantage, which they yeah, just don't no. have. I, th- I do think, Mike, that factors into these spreads. And the Chargers, they're terrible covering the spread at home. The last six home games, dating back to some going, obviously, to last year, they've only covered the spread once at home. That's why i got to stay away. New Orleans, Seattle, Teddy touchdown, the quarterback, even though Sean Payton is saying Taysom Hill could get action. Look, they're traveling to Seattle. They're down Drew Brees. The spread opened up at 4.5. It's down to 4. Um, no one's really betting on the Saints in great number, 28% of the bets, but almost half the money is there. I don't have a great read. I don't know what to make of Teddy Bridgewater. The last time we saw him, end of last year, full game, did not look good. I don't know what to make of the Saints, to be quite honest with you. Seattle is a team I'm still trying to get a handle on. I feel like they caught a big break last week with Ben Roethlisberger getting hurt. Uh, I thought they caught a big break in week one. The fact they played like ass, and, well, they got lucky they were playing the Bengals. I don't know what to do with it. It's a game I need to watch and kind of look, and I'll certainly use what I get out of this game in the future for both of these teams, but I am not playing this. When the spread looks too good to be true, I think it is. I think Seattle's the easy pick in this one, right? With Bridgewater playing, with how good Russell Wilson's been, both sides of the ball for Seattle. I'm This spread even got to four and a half at, at certain times. I don't know. I just don't like picking the spread when it seems too good to be true. I would certainly lean towards Seattle, but... The, the spread kind of weirds me out. All right, this this one, let's cover this quickly because I, I don't have any interest in even watching this game. But look, Chicago minus four and a half against Washington. They travel to D.C. The spread's down to four. Bears offense blows. Washington's offense blows. I'm sure Sully's got a total thought here. But look, to me, I do not trust the Chicago Bears to go on the road and lay points. I don't. I am going to watch this number as the week goes along. Right now, if you put a gun to my head and made me play this, I would play Washington. I am not. Like I said, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch, and I want to see what this number does. If this thing could get out to 4.5 again, or 5, 
then then we're starting to get a little bit more value where I'm interested. I just can't move beyond the Bears offense being completely and utterly non-functional. Yeah, and the Bears haven't covered the spread the last five times they've played the Redskins. Over-under-wise, like you said, 41.5 right now. Crazy low uh, number. I think that I would still lean towards the under, though, when you look at it. All right, Bad su- offenses. Sunday Night Football, last game of the week. L.A. traveling to Cleveland. I can't wait for this game. It's Cleveland. It's Sunday night. It's spotlight. Cleveland, a one-and-a-half-point dog. They are now a three-point dog. Everyone on planet Earth is on the Rams. Everyone. And yet, I kind of like the Browns. Mm. I don't like what I see from Jared Goff. I don't like what I see from that offensive line. And I don't love what I see from Todd Gurley. Now, why is this relevant? Easy. I love what I see from Cleveland's front. Miles Garrett and company. I think Sunday night, big spotlight. You got spotlight players. I don't have an analytic for this. This is probably gambler speak. I just feel like Baker Mayfield and the Browns are going to bust out on a big stage. This number has hit three. If I can get three and a half, I'm in love with it. But I'm going to take the three. It's an even money proposition. I know they're asking you to lay it, and, 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 or they're asking you for, for Cleveland money. I might be walking right into this. I'm telling you, I don't need a big public favorite team on Sunday Night Football uh, give me the Browns. Give me the field goal. Mm. I got a feeling. And that's maybe the most dangerous thing you can say if you're gambling, because I do try to be numbers-based. I just think Cleveland is going to surprise some people this Sunday. I don't trust the Rams, Mike. I don't like what No, I, I hear you. And that's the thing. You're right about the numbers not maybe adding up, but too scary of a spread for me. I'll let you uh, dive into that okay. one. Okay. All right. So before we get to David's sexy stat time, the plays this week, I like the Colts. I like the Browns. I like the Cardinals. Um, if there's a lean on Thursday night, it is Jaguars, but I don't love that game at all. College, it's simple. Sully and I both are USC. Mm-hmm. I love Western Michigan. I love Texas A&M. I'm going to play UCF, even though it's against my better judgment. Uh, I'm going to play Georgia. Uh, and I'm also going to play Ole Miss because that's that mm-hmm. 21-4. and four. I'll stick with it and go with it. Mikey, your place. Yeah, so USC as well, plus 3.5. I'm joining you on your bold Western Michigan take. We'll see about that one. BYU, I like, plus 6.5. Oklahoma State, Texas, over 73 points. Wyoming game, under 46 points. Old Dominion, plus 29 against Virginia. And then in the NFL, we got a few. Under 43 in that Packers game we talked about. I like the Colts getting one point. I also like the Ravens, plus 6.5 this weekend. And then, of course, we look to the Giants game uh, against Tampa Bay, under 48.5 points. And whatever you do... Be responsible. Don't be ding-dongs. It's only week, what, three in the NFL, week four in college. It's a long haul. Don't be nutcases about this stuff. Relax. Have a little fun with it. Uh, Let's sit back, put on a silk robe, and it's time for David's Sexy Stat Time. (laughs) Here is another edition of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. Let's start here in the NFL. You have the Dolphins at the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by 21 points. Jets at the Patriots. Patriots are minus 22 and a half. According to ESPN stats and information, it's the first time there's been a week with multiple 20 point spread favorites since week five of the 1987 season. You know what happened in week five of 1987? Neither team covered the spread. So beware when you're betting on those games. Let's move over to Daniel Jones. He was named the Giants starter on Tuesday. 
So he'll be making his debut on the roll. This Bucks defense is ranked number eight in the NFL. Not only that, they've had 10 days to prepare for this matchup. What a way to debut your rookie quarterback. Another note on the Buccaneers. Now they have a legit chance to go from worse to first. Breeze is hurt. Newton is hurt. They are plus 650 to win the NFC South. Let's move over to college football. West Virginia minus four at Kansas. Why does this game matter? Because this is the first time since 2014 where Kansas is an underdog of less than a touchdown in a Big 12 game. The last time this occurred was November 8th of 2014 when the Jayhawks beat Iowa State 34-14 as a three and a half point dog. That was 40 games ago. Let's check out the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Can they make a statement win this Saturday? Many of you are listening to this saying, what does that even mean? They just made the college football playoff. Understood. But since 2000, teams with the worst win percentage versus top five teams, that's a minimum of 10 games. Wake Forest is 0-16. Vanderbilt 0-15. Indiana 0-13. Boston College 1-17. Notre Dame 1-17. 0-4 under Brian Kelly. Three of those losses have been by 14 points or more. Last college note here, since 2015, there are two full-time Power 5 head coaches that have been an underdog at least six times and have not won a single game. Tom Allen in Indiana, expected. But Jim Harbaugh, 0-6. Michigan is currently a three-and-a-half-point dog at Wisconsin. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. All right, thanks for listening as always. Be sure to subscribe, spread the word, pass it on to people who may be interested, and uh, we'll continue to push the content out to you guys. Radio.com, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free, if you're kind enough, leave a review. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.